No place I'd rather be than right here. God is good. Amen. Yes. Uh, Matthew 7, and if you will, let's just stand and we'll read uh, two verses here, starting with verse 13. Matthew 7, 13. <clears throat> it says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that, that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Father God, we just pray, Lord, right now that you will just take me, I humble myself before you. Lord, I know that I'm nothing. And I just pray, God, that you would use me to, to honor and glorify your name, to lift you up. Father, it is a joy to be here with your people and in your presence. Just speak to us tonight, and I ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> if uh, you can dim those lights just a little bit, uh, just bring them down just a little bit, and that'll help. Yeah, come on down there a little bit. Down. There you go. All right. Very good. As we read this here, we um, just to kind of put everything in context and a little review and all this is this is the, uh, the last chapter of what uh, is known as the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus himself uh, preached and it's, it's just powerful. That's all, that's all you can say and there's people that have devoted their life to studying this, um, these three chapters and uh, I know one of them, <clears throat> one of them being Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he spent a tremendous t amount of time with this, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, and um, just a, a great man of God, uh, gave his life in uh, a Nazi concentration camp, and uh, but man, he he proved he, he proved he proved that he was the real deal. You know, I mean, that's that's the thing, man. When you, it's it's those those difficult times that's where you, where your faith is revealed. That's just there's no way around that. There's no way around that. I even remember as I think about that, and <clears throat> one of the guards that led him to be hanged, and it was just only just a few days, maybe a week before the Allied forces freed everybody. So he was close to making it. But one of the guards talked about that it led him to be hung and uh, said he just, he, he just knelt down and prayed before he walked out. But man, he said, uh, that, the, that prayer just rattled my world. That there was a man that could talk to God like that, you know, and facing what he was facing. But uh, that's just, uh, just, just knowing the Lord, knowing the Lord personally, knowing him well, it's, it's your own personal faith and how it grows, you know. I mean, uh, the, the, and, and, and it's, it's our faith. It's our faith that gives us salvation. It's through faith alone, in Christ alone. But it's obedience to the one that you've placed your faith in is where you grow as a Christian, 
I mean, there's just no way around that. And that's where they work hand in hand, is that people that know the Lord, they, they need to be growing because of obedience to Him and knowing Him better and better. And, I, you know, I can, I can only speak for me, and I know myself. I know that, you know, I feel like I have in my life grown, you know, but by no means have I done everything that I needed to do the way that I should. But I know one thing that it is so good to know the Lord in the times, the special times, whenever he just, uh, he just speaks to us deeply. And a lot of times that's when times are tough is when he does that. But <clears throat> tonight I um, just quickly, to, if you go, if you, I won't go back here, but in, as we started, if you in chapter five of this Sermon on the Mount, one of the, the very first thing that is that the, that the Lord said was, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." That's how he started this sermon with, "Blessed are the poor in spirit," and uh, that's a that's that's a powerful. You must realize how poor you are in spirit. You must. You must. As long as you don't think you're poor, you don't need any help. You don't need a Savior. You can do it yourself. Amen? That's... That's right. That's why to me, this is all of this. This whole sermon, if you can just kind of just get it all, get it all, and and kind of condense it and just let it speak. But when I, and I think about this, it's talked about the poor in spirit, and the word the, the word poor here is beggar, a beggar. That's what this was. I just a, a beggar, and what does a beggar do? A beggar sits there and and ask for help. A beggar needs help. A beggar is bankrupt. A beggar doesn't have anything in the bank account type of thing. And that's where each and every one of us are spiritually without the Lord. That's where you are. Spiritually bankrupt. It doesn't matter how good of a person you may think you are, you're spiritually bankrupt. And, and it's so good, and it's, 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 I look at that, and I just wrote this down because it comes to me as I was thinking about the, the, uh, the beggar. A, a beggar depends on what is given to him. Man? It's kind of like he's, He's helpless. He's doomed if somebody doesn't give him something. Well, friend, let me tell you. You're looking at a fellow that was spiritually poor, spiritually bankrupt, that realized that he was a beggar and that he needed somebody to give him something because he had nothing. And that somebody was Jesus Christ. That, that, he, he gave me what I needed. He gave me what I needed. I, there's an old bluegrass song that I've heard many times. 
And it's and it just a line or two in it says, talking about the, you know, he came to the altar and he said, I went down a beggar, but I came up a millionaire. <laughs> you go as a beggar. You don't go with a little in your pocket saying, I, you know, I need a little help. <laughs> you know, I didn't even think I was going here at all. But this is really good. You go, you go to him when you realize I ain't got nothing. I am a beggar. I am helplessly lost with no, no way of taking care of myself. It's, it, I think it's so neat that it starts like that. That's the opening up, you know. And that's what Jesus looking all the and, and knowing that every person there, it didn't matter what his education level or his wealth or, or those Pharisees and their, their, what they knew and all of it. He, he, everyone, everybody there needed to know that the ones that would be blessed were the ones that would come to the realization that they were poor in spirit and that they needed, they needed help. That's I, I, it's just good. But as you, as you work your way through it, and I'm going to get back over to where we started. But uh, as, you, as, as you work through it, you'll see that all through this thing that Jesus, Jesus starts looking at things in, in twos. In twos. There's this way and there's this way. Or there's this and there's this. And he starts out by saying, and I, and I just put down here, there's two, there's two teachings. And he, and, he, and he talks about it like this here. You've heard it said, here's how you've been, here's how you've been told. Here's one teaching, but I, here's what I say. But I say to you, he says, you've heard it said that thou shalt not murder. But here's what I say. Whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause is in danger of judgment. You've heard it said that if you commit murder, you're in danger of judgment. So do you see the the two things? Here's what you've heard. Here's what I say. Do you really think that he meant that, that, you know, that it's the same? To a holy God, he meant exactly what he said. Murdering somebody's... Terrible, but to a holy God, you're just as bankrupt and poor as that man that murdered somebody. He says, you've heard it said, thou shalt not commit adultery. Here's what I say. Whoever lusts already has. Is that what he said? Exactly what he said. It's powerful. This sermon will just, it it, it can occupy you for the rest of your life. You've heard it said, here's, some, here's, here's two different things, though. See, here's one way of teaching, here's the other. You've heard it said, an eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. But here's what I say. Turn the other cheek. How do you make all this work out? Here's another one. You've heard it said that love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But here's what I say. So, so, so folks, we've got two teachings here, ain't we? We've got two teachings. Which one do we want to buy into? I know which one's kind of easy to buy into. You know. That <laughs> loving your enemy and hating you. I mean, loving your, your neighbor and hating your enemy. I can, I, I can go that route pretty easy. But he says, no, love your enemy and do good to them. 
Wow. That's amazing. Two different kinds of it's, it's two different things. But as we as we as we go through this, I hope that we can see that there's there's just, really you just boil it down. There's just there's just two things. There's God's way and the other way. That's it. There's God's teaching and somebody else's teaching. It's just you know that's that's the way it is. <clears throat> and when you get to chapter six, it's kind of strange. He begins to talking about. Uh, Giving, giving alms and helping people, giving money. And he talks about praying and he talks about fasting. The only thing is, is that what, what, what we see here when he begins to talk about this is he's telling you, there, these, these are good things. Hey, how, how many of y'all understand it? Giving, giving to people that are in need is a great thing. Praying, the Lord tells us to. Fasting, great I, there's, there's nothing any better than fasting to get spiritually close to the Lord. Okay, those things, those things are good. But he says, what we find out here, and I, and I put down here, is that we have a problem, but we have a problem, and, and our problem is ourselves. That's, that's just the way it is. My, my, listen, my biggest problem is Eddie. That it's, it's, I, I, you know, I may want to throw off on Tonda, but ain't no going to do me no good. She ain't my problem. It is my problem. That's just the way it is. It's self, my own self. And, uh, and so we, we find out that we have a problem in itself. It's selfishness. It's self-sufficient. Or if it's self-promoting. And see, that's what he's addressing here. Because in every one of these instances, the people that were giving, the people that were praying, and the people that were fasting were doing it for one reason. And he, te- he nails it every time. And he says, so that they could be seen of men. What good has it done you to pray? You, it, you, it, you're wrapped up in yourself. You want to be somebody. Hey, he started out with what? You ain't somebody. As a matter of fact, you're poor in spirit. That's who, I, that's who I am without Christ. I don't care how long you've been saved. Don't ever get over that. Are y'all with me? Grunt every now and then. Man. That's who I am. Without him. I'm poor in spirit. I don't have to be somebody. Although myself wants to be. I want people to think I'm somebody. When, I want them to look at me in, in a favorable light. That's what these, these people were doing. Praying. To be seen of men. That, wow, isn't he something? And that's the, those Pharisees and these rulers and all that, they did that type of stuff. The people did look up to them, think that they were something. They were a lot better than us. And they like that. They like those cheap seats in the synagogue. All those types of things. Folks, that's self. That's our own self. And I don't know. if you, maybe, maybe it's just me. But I know one thing. I'm, I, I gravitate to that. I, I, really, I like to get around the people that talk about how good I am. Now, the people talk about how bad I am. I don't, I don't, I don't get around them too much. But if I'm going, I, I, if if you'll talk about how real good about me a little bit, well, I'll hang around. But if you start trying to correct me and tell me where I'm doing things, well, okay, I'm, I, I got to get. Am I right? Amen. Boy, we like to be lifted up, seen, that sort of thing. 
made that. We're somebody. Folks, God help us to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Okay? He's our answer for the world. He's, he is. Not me. Not me. Wow. I thought I'd be a lot further along. And you're saying, I wish you were. <laughs> yeah. To be seen of men. And then as you get on in, over into, uh, further into chapter 6, you'll find he's breaking that thing down into twos again. We've got two kinds of treasures. Where are you laying it up? You've got treasures on earth and you've got treasures in heaven. <laughs> you boil it down, folks. There's just, there's just two things. There's just two ways. That's just the way it is. And you're either, you're either one or the other. You're lacking one or you're lacking the other. You're following one or you're following the other. You're walking on one or you're walking on the other. That's all there is to it. There ain't any in between. There's two. And for every person, you need to know. You need to know for your own self. It's, it is important. Two treasures. And then you get into the, the light and the darkness. You know, the, the, the single eye and the, 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 the good eye. The, the, the healthy eye and the corrupt eye. That Brother Johnny spoke on the, this last Sunday, I believe. You got light and you got darkness. You know, you got... And then he goes down to say, hey, you got two masters. But you can only serve one of them. One or the other, am I right? It's just one or the other. You can, you're going you're to love one and hate the other. It doesn't matter. You can't say, well, I kind of like both of them. I'll, just, I'll serve this a little bit and this a little bit. That ain't going to work. Because you, you're going to go whole hog one way or the other. And that two masters, and it goes on to talk about it's, it's two kingdoms. It's a, the kingdom of this world or the kingdom of God. And he goes, and in that very chapter before he quit, he said, What? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these other things, as far as this, this world, don't, don't worry about that. I'll take care of all that. I'll take care of your needs. You, you, you get, don't get wrapped up in this world that that becomes your master. I'll give you everything you need. You ain't worried about it. You just make, you just seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Woo! Don't, don't ever forget to throw that in. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Because let me tell you something. You need His righteousness if you plan on being in His presence. Do you understand that? You need His righteousness. Anything less than His righteousness ain't good enough. And if you're poor in spirit and you don't have Him, you don't have His righteousness. And what does that mean? You ain't going to be in His presence. That's just the way it is. Understand who you are and understand who He is and sell out to God. God Almighty, Jesus Christ, the, the, the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world, all God had it all laid out. He's, he's everything. He's everything. Buy into it whole hog. <clears throat> so we, we make our way down to uh, chapter 7. And um, one of the things that he talks about in the beginning of chapter 7 is, uh, and by the way, <clears throat> Don't worry about all the, you know, everybody around you. You know, it just uh, it don't don't be judgmental, and don't be worrying about trying to get everybody else's eye taken care of and getting all the trash out of their eye. 
You got enough of trash in your own eye. You worry about you. This is Sermon on the Mount. Eddie needs to worry about Eddie. I need to worry about Eddie, and I need to preach the gospel the best that I can for other people to know the truth. They don't need to know Eddie. They don't need to know Eddie's opinions. They don't need to know what Eddie thinks. But they need to know, they do need, they do need to know my Savior. They do need to know, to know my friend, Jesus Christ, that he is everything. So we get into this real quick where I started at about the, the gate in the way. And this just this, this work. We're, we're, we're back to two things. We're back to two things. And, 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 and it's the, the, there's two ways, which two ways refers to two types of a lifestyle. There's two ways you can, you can live life. You can live this life. And uh, the, there's a broad way. The broad way is easy, it's comfortable, it's popular life. That's what that is. It's just easy. You know? But then there's the narrow way, which the narrow way, actually that word I want to look at, is diff, it's a difficult way, and it's the difficult way because of this, self-denial. Okay? Self don't like it. Self don't like that way. Self likes I'm going to pray real big and everybody look at me and think I'm somebody. The narrow way says, that ain't done you a lick of good. Just enjoy that because that's all you're going to get out of it. Okay. So, the narrow is, it's, 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 uh, it's a self-denial and, and it is a tough, some of the, I think the ESV says a, a hard way. But it, it's troubled. It, it's it's. Do you know, if you go through this Bible and, and people come to, to Jesus and want to follow him, do you know that what he always did? He told them how hard it was. You want to follow me? Okay, let me just tell you this. I ain't got nowhere to lay my head. Oh, well, yeah, you know, that sort of thing. You want to follow me? Well, let's come on, let's go. He said, well, just let, wait and let me, let me bury you. No, you know, let the dead bury the dead, you know. It's not easy. And it's what he always says. It's not following. We, we, and we, we want to we wanna think that it is, but it really, it's really not the easy way. The easy way is just to do, it, do what I want to do. Satisfy the flesh. Go out and live life. Maybe people will like me. Make a name for myself. Whatever. Just live. You can live life. That's a, that is a way. That's a way. But that's a broad way. And a lot of people, many people take that way. That's, that's the easy way. You can do that. But the narrow way, the tough way, the hard way, and that word, and I, and I wanted to use two scriptures because it uses the word in that very Greek word in different ways. Second Corinthians 4, 8 says, We are troubled on every side, yet, are, are, uh, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. The word troubled, same word that's, that's narrow here. Narrow is that's the same word, troubled. It's a trouble. It's hard. There's troubles there. And you think, well, daddy, don't, don't, don't. Don't paint Christianity like that. You know, make it look good. Well, I'm telling you what the Word says. He says it's not easy to follow Jesus. It's, that might be easy to go to church, but it ain't easy to follow Him because for one thing, you got to fight your own stinking self. Every day. Because I'm always trying to go contrary. So I mean, there's always that, that struggle, but I'm, I'm, I'm following him best I can. I love him. I'm sold out to him. The next verse was 1 Thessalonians 3, 4 says, Verily, for verily when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation. That, that little close, suffer tribulation. Same thing. Just, 
That's the way. That's narrow. The separate, the tribulation way. The troubled way. The hard way. <coughs> Say, well, Eddie, ain't nobody going to leave here not feeling good. I can tell you that. Well, <laughs> it's just the truth. But it's the best way you'll ever find. It's, there is no other, there's no better way. To understand and know that I'm poor in spirit. And I do have to fight my own selfishness. And it, it is a struggle and a battle to follow him the way that he wants me to follow him. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do it to the best of my ability. Not that that's the reason that I'm going to be saved. But I, I, I want to serve him. I want on him. I want to grow. I want to know that. And I just want to know that I'm on that road. <clears throat> But then, but to get on, here's the next thing. It's talking about to get on that the, the way that you've got a gate. One gate's wide, and one gate is a straight. It, it's narrow. That is the word for narrow. It's actually a narrow. And, and so there's two gates: a narrow gate and a broad gate. The narrow gate is a gate of surrender. Surrender. You're gonna get on this one. You're gonna surrender. To him, you're going to surrender to the fact that I'm poor in spirit. I am nothing of myself. I don't need to be out there praying out loud so people can hear me and think I'm somebody. It's not about me. It's about him, Jesus. He knew that all the time. And he was taking taking them there. But the broad gate, you know what the broad gate is? The broad gate is self-sufficiency. Hey, I don't care. You talk to anybody you want to that's not a Christian. Don't care. They're, they're, they're satisfied in who they are. I'm just as good as anybody else. I'm as good as so-and-so or whatever. It's that they're dependent on themselves. You know? Knowing, knowing that the day's coming, that they're going to they're leave this life. They know that. They won't argue that with you. They know that. But I'm, 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 I'm confident in myself. I'll take my chances. I, 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 believe, I believe that I'm, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Self, I'm sufficient in myself. Wow. That's, just, that's, it. that's, a, that's the natural way. See, that's the reason it's easy. It's a broad, and that's the reason there's a lot of people there. But if you, we, when we leave there, when you leave, we'll go to um, chapter 7. Just let me get back over where I was. Chapter 7, now look at verse 15. We'll just pick up at verse 15. But but he says, talking about two ways, but then he says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Okay, now what, he's going to to switch here to two more things. Two two kind of trees. Two kind of trees. So, and one thing I want to throw this, because I run across this and I thought it was good. When he was talking about the false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but emery of ravening woods. What's he saying? They look good. All he's saying is, they look good on the outside, but on the inside, they ain't no good. Okay. Hey, man, folks, let me tell you something. I don't, want, I don't want to be that man. I don't want to be that man at all. I, 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 at all. I want to be who I, I want on the inside, I want to be what, I, what I'm supposed to be. I don't, want, I don't want to put on a front. Now, I tell you, I don't know if, Y'all have or not, but they, they, they've been times and places where I've tried to put on a little front. Tried to, tried to look a little more than what I really was. I'm, I'm sorry, that's just the truth. That's, I've done that. 
And, uh, but these false prophets, it says, not just, and it, this is not just false teachers, but false professors of faith in Christ. Do you see that? You're professing to be a Christian, and you ain't. How about that? Well, I tell you what, when you talk like that, people just get quiet. It just gets quiet. Is it, is it, you reckon, reckon that's, that's so? That there's people that profess to be Christians and they're not? <clears throat> that's what it says. Outward, an outward, I just put here, outward got camo. They camouflaged, they got, they got stuff on, you can't tell. But on the in, inside, they were not, they're not changed. In, in 2 Peter 1 and 4 says, Whereby are giving unto us great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. That's what hasn't happened to the person with sheep's clothing. The nature has not been changed. Partakers of the divine age, having escaped the corruption of this world through lust. This, folks, born again Christians receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Dwells within them. That's, that's, that's divine. My old nature stays my old nature. But there's a, a divine nature that becomes a part of me. And it begins to work in me. And change me and teach me and show me things like that. Okay? That's, that's the person that don't have that, they're operating, all they got to operate on is themselves. And sometimes you have to camouflage self to make it look like it's not really self. And, it, and so he goes on with the good tree. The school, look at this, it says, uh, shall, You shall know them by their fruits. Okay? That, but do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. Pretty simple, too. You got a bad tree, you got a good tree. One brings, bad one brings forth bad fruit, good one brings forth good fruit. You know, I've often wondered about this sometimes. I'm just, I'm just wondering sometimes when you get into a church and, 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 and you know a bunch of Christian people and, and talk about it every time you turn around, there's a fuss and a fight and a feud going on. You know, and I'm thinking, you know, they, dog bite, they must, might be somebody here in a sheep uh, costume. Do you know what I mean? And, and you don't know it, and, but even though you got the costume on, hey, the, the fruit comes out anyhow. The costume don't keep the fruit from coming out. Am I right? So if any of us finds ourselves all the time in a fuss and a fight about something around the church and causing strife and conflict and all this, let's do like the Word said and examine ourselves. How about that? I don't know that that's... I'm just saying, that could be. I don't know. Good tree, corrupt tree. They're identified by the fruit. It says, 18, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth not fruit, bringeth not forth good fruit, is hewn down and cast into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you shall know them. He's saying that's, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. It's what, what keeps coming out. What keeps coming out. And, and, and so I got to think about fruits. And I'm going to hit this real quick before I, I want to make sure I get this. 
But we look at in, the, in, in the word of God about fruit. You say, well, what, what, do, what kind of fruit? You know? Well, just let's, let's just look at the word of God, what you say. We can start with the best. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit. And this comes from the NIV, I think. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. How about that? That's a good little stack of fruit there, ain't it? That's pretty good fruit there, ain't it? That's the kind of fruit that most people like. No, I don't like impatient people. I don't like mean people that ain't good and kind. You know, I, I don't like people that ain't got no self-control because they liable to jump on you and want to fight. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't, so if that, we want, that's fruit. That's the fruit of the Spirit. The one that's living within you if you ain't wearing a sheep costume. Right? Y'all quiet. I got you quiet anyhow. How about this one? Romans, or uh, oh, Hebrew 13, we're talking about fruit. Hebrew 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of, God, of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Amen? Hey, if you're the kind of person that people get around you, all they get to talk, all they get to hear about is about you and what you're doing and how, what you've done and what you've accomplished and you and you and you and you and you. Folks, I bet there's people like that. That's all they, they, all they want you to know about them. What should my lips be praising? Who should my lips be praising? That's talking, if I'm, it, the Lord, the Lord, praise, the fruit of our lips, bringing praise to his, and thanks, giving thanks to his name. Boy, that's good fruit. That's a good fruit. Here's, an, here's, a, here's another one in uh, Romans 2.22. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end, everlasting life. How about, how about the, the fruit of holy living? You just live, you, that's, it's, it's your lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. The roads are your life. The ways are two different lifestyles. The, na the narrow one, the, the hard one, or the, the wide, easy one. Holy living. How about Colossians 1.10? that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. Good works, just good work. Hey, how many of y'all realize that good works ain't gonna save you? That, that, that person he was talking about in chapter six that's praying to people to see him so they can be seen of men, that, that ain't done... That hasn't done anything for him. That's not, he, may, he may think that's a good work. Good works don't get it's a, you don't get it. That's not what it's about. It's about Jesus Christ, knowing Him, knowing Him, knowing who you are and how much you need Him, and then praising His name and living for Him and letting the letting the power of God, the Spirit of God, bring these fruits out of you. The next one, the last one here is Romans one thirteen. The Apostle Paul said, 
Now I would now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, talking to these Romans, this is opening up his letter to the Romans, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. As a matter of fact, he said, I come over there because I was wanting to I was wanting to get some fruit there, and fruit being converts. Win some loss to Jesus. You know, tell somebody about the Lord. That's what he said. That's that's fruit. That those are fruit. Now, <clears throat> I'm all right. I got ten minutes. Um, so when he left there, talking about these trees and and the the sheep people that look like something, he says. But bottom line is it's that fruit. Now you got to watch that. But I thought it very strange then that he goes into this one after he left there when he says. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Not everyone. Many, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have, have we not prophesied in your name? And in thy name have we cast, not, uh, cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works. That's, that's powerful to me. How you, you know, mm. if you're looking at, the, if you're just looking at that, that's kind of, it's kind of hard for me to figure out who, where they are, where they're saying. But he's saying though, but if you watch them, long enough, you're probably going to be able to tell their fruits. They may be doing this kind of stuff here, but causing havoc in a whole lot of other ways because of what, who they are now. But then listen to this. <clears throat> and I just, Wow. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. It really gets serious, don't it? This, this sermon really does get right down to nitty gritty. It gets serious. Did, and you know what I put here about the, 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 this, this counterfeit? That's basically what that is. I just said, don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. Hey, who, and what I just read there, who was surprised when he said, depart from me, I never knew you? Who was surprised? The ones who thought they had it made. The ones who said, we've done all this here stuff in your name. As a matter of fact, I, I tell you right now, if there's one place that I don't want to be surprised, it's at the, the judgment seat. So when I stand before, I don't want to be surprised. Mm-mm-mm. Right? So evidently, you could fool your. And I'm thinking, man. So that's the reason in my mind I'm saying, God help us. And I'm really saying, God help me. Because He's already told me, Eddie, you're the one that you need to worry about you. Where do you stand? What are you doing? How's your life? You know, I, folks, I don't think it hurts a thing in the world for us to, to ever periodically examine ourselves. That kind of thing. I think that's a very, very good thing to do. But that, that, that is amazing to me, that scripture. Because then he goes on to talk, and he talks about two more things. <clears throat> and we get in this last part, he talks about, well, he's actually talking about two men, two builders, two houses, two foundations. That's what he's talking about. He gets says, uh, verse 24, Therefore, whoever... Uh, 
heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man that builds his house upon the rock. How do you get your house built upon rock? By hearing what he said, his words, and then doing it, adhering to it, buying into it. When he says, you're poor in spirit, buy into it. You're poor in spirit. You need some help. You're a beggar. Buy into that. And he says, that, that, that hearing my, and, and you, you know what? That word hearing, listening, listening to my word. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going ahead and admit some more stuff on myself. I have stood right in front of people, looking them in the eye, and them telling me some kind of a story. And when they got through, I don't know a word they said. Did you know what? I heard them, but I wasn't listening. Does that make sense? I just honestly it makes good sense. Now I know what's wrong with you. Every day. Somebody throw her a mic. <laughs> you can hear it. You know, but are you listening? Are you listening? Hearers and doers of the word. That's how you build on of his word. His word. Him. And I'm and I I got I got four more minutes. <clears throat> so he says that's that that's a wise man that builds on the rock. But then it then it goes on to say, and the, and this is actually where I started when I I started working on this here, you know, and, and it just kind of it just got got more and more here. I just wanted to get the whole thing as best I could. It says, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and the and and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was it was founded upon the rock. Folks, let me tell you. There's two ways. <laughs> there's, two, there's two houses. There's two people. Uh, there's two builders here. There's, a, there's two lifestyles. I don't care who you are. You're building a lifestyle somewhere, somehow. Okay? Just take that to the bank. You know, I, I, no, you are. Everybody. You're building a lifestyle. Now, how that, how that lifestyle plays out at the end will tell the story. That's for you. But he says, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not, I, you know, I, 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 I'm okay myself, self-sufficiency, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell. And you know what? He didn't just say it fell, did he? What did he say? And great, terrible collapse was the fall of it. You lose it all. You lose it all. If you're not on the foundation. Foundation's everything. See, the two houses looked about the same. Couldn't tell a whole lot of difference. But there was a big difference. And there was a great collapse because the one not built on the foundation. There are two foundations, but there's only one that's sure. We talk about ease. We talked about that road that's easy to walk. Did you know uh, trying to get a foundation in, in sand probably is a lot, lot easier than in rock. <laughs> okay. The rock is where you need to be. 
It's the rock. And that's the key is the rock is Jesus Christ. It's the foundation. This foundation, Tony, you can ease up. Foundation, in 1 Corinthians, you know this, 3 and 11 says, For other foundation can no man lay that's laid, which is Jesus Christ. Amen? There is no other foundation. That is the foundation. If, you, if you're not on that foundation, listen, there's going to be a great collapse in your lifestyle. Boy, y'all quiet. Yeah. That's, there's, that's it. Knowing Jesus Christ. And every person here, we should, ooh, should be excited and just say, thank you, praise your Lord, that I know the, that I know the Lord. You know, I, and it's not me, man. Don't look at me. I'm a pitiful, poor, bankrupt spiritually. I know that. But man, I went down a beggar and I came up a millionaire when I found Jesus. Amen? Amen? Yeah. <clears throat> it goes in, in Isaiah. Isaiah says, Therefore thus saith the Lord, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Or in other words, he that believes on that stone shall not panic, shall not be toppled over. I ain't got to worry about it. I'm on the right foundation. And this one thing here, I love this. <clears throat> that last verse. It said, It came to pass when Jesus ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his doctrine. My goodness. <laughs> For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Big difference. Let me tell you. There was a big difference from Jesus and those scribes. So then scribes is the one that was praying wanting people to look at them. There's a big difference in this man, Jesus. I, I, I run across this. I just want to share it as a close. Jesus spoke with authority. Okay? Now listen to this. Almost 3,000 times in the Old Testament, the phrase, thus saith the Lord, was used. Almost 3,000 times in the Old Testament. Thus saith the Lord was used to speak with the authority of God. Jesus never used that phrase. He was the authority. He didn't have to say, thus saith the Lord. Because when he spoke, that was the Lord. That's authority. I am God. And I'm giving you the truth from chapter 5 to the end of chapter 7. You need me. You need me. And there's only two ways. There's only two. There's, there's one foundation. That's Jesus Christ. You can build on something else. It won't last. There's different lifestyles. You just pick it. Whatever you want. But in the end, how's it going to treat you in the end? Know Jesus that rock. Ain't none of us perfect. We can all make mistakes and do all kinds of things. Make sure you're on the rock. And the, listen, the, rain, the, the, the storms are coming. Storm warning. The storm's coming. Don't care who you are. Storms are coming. Heartaches are coming in some form or fashion. And you'll see how that, that house holds up. Stand if you will. Just